amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. Recruiting Animal here on a late back June 24th, 2020. June 2-4, 2020. Uh, it's, here's something funny. I was going to talk, my intro, about prayers today, okay? Because I, I saw, uh, uh, I see a lot of, actually, uh, requests for prayers on uh, social media. Uh, but yesterday on Twitter, a guy said his grandmother has Alzheimer's. And he asked us to pray for her. So uh, I asked on Facebook if smart recruiters should be asking their social media connections to pray for their business during the virus. Uh, And lots of people said yes. And I'm going to read you some of the quotes, some of the things they said. But I have to tell you, I want if you're listening to this, I want you to pray for me right now because the guest is Mitch Sullivan over in England, and uh, you know he's logged in, but I can't hear him. He had to get off once, and he called back in, and I still can't hear him. Uh, so while I'm talking about you know these uh, people who pray for for their <laughs> for their uh, job orders, please pray for me. Okay. Anyway, here's what one person says: I know for a fact. The only reason my business has thrived at times or came out of a slump is because of prayer. Okay, another person. Prayer is essential and the foundation of many businesses. Maybe you shouldn't ask on social media every day, but asking when truly necessary, hey, why not? Here's another quote. I pray before I start my day and then I meditate. Wow, double whammy there. Okay, getting this is a same person. Getting in the right headspace works for me. Another quote: I pray for my candidates, my clients, and my colleagues, and it works. <laughs> so, so there you have it. I, I have to admit, I don't do it, and I didn't think that anybody else did either, right? But hey. Uh, there's a unique survey of uh, the recruiting world from Jerry Jerry. The recruiting animal. Jerry, thank you so much. And now I'm going to thank my sponsors. The new sponsor, everybody, maybe you remember, Adams, Evans, and Ross, okay? They are the collection agency for the recruiting business, okay? They only work for recruiters, so they understand what's going on. And if you place uh, an account for collection with them during this month, the month of June, you'll get 30 days free on their software called Backdoor Hires. And that, it's like a, I don't know, some kind of software that looks for your placements and finds, you know, candidates of yours that have been hired with your clients but that you haven't been paid for, okay? Anyway, you can find this this company at staffingdebt.com, okay? Now I'm going to go to my good old friend, pcrecruiter.net, they are the Swiss Army knife of recruiting software, very customizable, good for every kind of recruiting. Hire tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L.com, the super-duper sourcing tool that every great recruiter raves about. And if somebody wants to disagree with me about that, I challenge them to come on this show and do it. And finally, hone it, H-O-N-E-I-T. 
com. The online interview technology, man, it records your interview in uh, video, audio, uh, text, and uh, it also lets you create these little clips that you could send to a hiring manager or someone on the hiring committee. Okay? I'll get back to them later. Now, remember I said pray. I, I, I'm going to pray for a second, too, that uh, Mitch Sullivan, that I can hear him. Mitch Sullivan, are Hello? you there? Hello. Mitch. Hello. Yeah, I Hi. hear you. Can you hear? Can you hear me, yes, Mitch? Finally, I can. Mitch, yes. uh, did you did you phone in on a regular phone? Is that how you're connecting well, with I the had show? To. I had okay, to. you know I what? No other okay, the sh- I'm just going to tell you the show will pay for that call. Okay, you tell me after the show how much it costs. I'll pay you on PayPal because it's happened to me before. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, there's no need, honestly. There's no need. No, 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 no. Okay, we'll talk about it later. I just want everybody to. I'm virtue right. signaling. I want everybody to know I'm a nice guy. Okay. <laughs> and I won't be paying anyway. Adams, Evans, actually, Adams and Evans and Rust won't be, but those other guys will. Okay. Uh, although I have to admit, uh, I haven't billed them for a year and a half. <laughs> I'm a goof. I'm a goof. Uh, okay, Mitch, I'm going to start you off with a, 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 an intro. Okay, his uh, Twitter address, if you want to criticize him, uh, M-I-T-C-H Sullivan, S-U-L-L-I-V-A-N. And if you're Hungarian, uh, it reads Mitch Sullivan. Okay, but if you're uh, an Anglophone, it's Mitch Sullivan. His company is FastTrackRecruitment.com. He's got another one called Copywriting for Recruiters. I bet a lot of people don't know how to spell copywriting, but... I'm not going to spell it for you. Any other? That, that, uh, they're, they're not my target. They're not my target market. Uh, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Okay, the people who don't write well, <laughs> they need you, Mitch. Okay, uh, Mitch is. Uh, you're a recruiter. You're still a hands-on recruiter, but you like to teach copywriting. Is there anything else that I should say about you to start off with? Um. Yeah. Look, I, I don't do as much recruiting as I did five, six, seven, eight years ago. Uh, I started the copywriting training five years ago, um, so it's been fully road tested, and we've just we've just yeah, put okay, it online. Yeah, okay, that's enough. So that I said you're a recruiter and a sorry, copywriter. Sorry. I mean, hold on. You know what? <laughs> you you're teaching us how to write. You should be able to edit your own elevator speech, so there's no need for any I, extraneous. I, superfluous stuff. You know what you're doing now? I'm going to use a term that you uh, uh, will discuss, because I read it in your stuff. It's called bulleting. You're putting in all this padding that we don't need, okay? Uh, here's, here, I'm going to I'm, give you a tough question. Here's something you said I'm on Twitter. Time. Go on. Here's what you said on Twitter. I bet a lot of motivation trainers and coaches are having to smell their own farts at the moment. That's karma. What does that mean? What does that mean? Well, they're indoors on their own and they have to motivate themselves. Oh, 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 they have to eat their own dog food. Is that that's that's what you're saying, right? Well, okay, so we got some cultural nuance there, but yeah, basically, exactly that. Okay. Exactly. That. Okay. I I I never uh, I never heard that before. It's not bad. What what why are you picking on all my non-recruitment tweets, by the way? No, I didn't pick. That's the only one. I've quoted one, okay? And I did one before you came on the show that I cut. Ah, come on. That's a unique, you know, your whole thing is about having unique, cute lines to draw people in. This one was unique. I've never heard it before, so I'm trying to draw people into the show. I'm just feeding your back, your back all the lessons I learned from you, and you're criticizing me for them, okay? Here's something else that you're yeah, going to criticize me for. You tweeted this. What company career pages need? I should have cleared this with you, but I like it, okay? Uh, what company career pages need more of is pictures of young, pretty, smiling, ethnically diverse people who don't actually work at the company. you want to comment on that, or do you want <laughs> me to do it? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm being sarcastic about predominantly recruitment agency sites who populate the pages with, with people – they don't work there. I just don't understand why you wouldn't put pictures of your actual staff on the website. I mean, you take it on your phone and upload it. It take about 10 minutes. So I, I just don't see what they're trying to do. Are they trying to create this image that everyone's pretty and beautiful? And, yeah, and suspiciously yeah, and, and that's why there? their videos, yeah. although m- mostly in the past, but I saw one, a, a, a company video like this recently where everybody's dancing, okay, like they're having yeah. fun all day instead of working. 
That was a good tweet, Mitch. It was witty. I'm complimenting you on it, okay? Please don't complain <laughs> about me. I know what I'm doing, okay? I, I, I know you do. I, I wasn't really complaining. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to fill up time. Okay, it's don't worry. We've got lots of time. we got, we got lots of meat to deliver. We don't need padding. What does this mean? Okay. Not all jobs sell themselves. Now, uh, I just, I'm asking you things I didn't understand. What does that mean, not all jobs yeah. sell themselves? Well, jobs don't sell themselves. Um, you, know, most people you know what? Hold on to that. Hope. We'll come back. Hold on. We'll come back. In fact, I'll stop asking you stuff that I don't understand. I'll read stuff that you said that I think is very powerful, okay? Uh, The primary function of a recruiter should be to sell jobs. It doesn't matter where or how they sell it, but they have to be able to persuade the right types of candidates to apply for a job or to agree to to go for an interview. If they can't sell a job, they're little more than administrators. Now, i got to tell you, I've got people on the show, and I always ask them, can you persuade people? Is part of your job persuading people? And they say no, okay? So uh, I like it. Well, you can't. It was very well written, okay? So uh, I, I don't know if you want to talk about that, but uh, okay, that's your... Well, well here's, here's just a bit of background to the thinking. Um, when I came into recruitment 30-odd years ago, every candidate and client relationship started from the phone. Now they all start from a keyboard. So the ability to construct content and sentences is more, more critical than it's ever been. Um, and given that in the age we live in now, it's very rare for a candidate to react positively to a phone call on the first call. They're going to generally need to see something in a message or, 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 or an email or, or an ad yeah, before they've got in their heads a justification or a reason to talk to the recruiter. So the ability okay. to position a job in terms that means something to that candidate, I think, is critical. Well, I, don't, I think I know it is. Okay. So here's something else you said. You said it, recruiters lie about job ads. This is their pitch, their business development pitch to uh, companies. They say the best candidates aren't browsing job ads because they're too busy being good at their current jobs. We specialize in finding candidates yeah, 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 yeah. who who are not on the market, okay? Uh, and you're, tell, yeah. you're saying that's not true at all. It's easier to get passive candidates through ads than on the phone. The most product. I'll quote you and I'll let you no, talk. No, no, I'm not, the, no, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that. Recruitment's complicated and nuanced, and a lot of it depends on geography, the type of job, the state of the market. Oh, give me a break. Okay, you said, I'm quoting you now. Well, now that you're opposing me. No, no, you no. Said, I'll explain. I'll explain what I meant no, by no, that. No, no, no. You right? let me talk. I want to challenge you first, then you can explain. Because you, you talk too okay. much. The most productive way of selling a job is via written content. That's what you said a minute ago. No phone, written content. And then you also said again and again, 60% of the people who look at ads are passive candidates. Okay? So. Yeah. With these recruiters who say, uh, oh, you need us because uh, people who are good, they're not looking at job ads, that's not true. People who have jobs are reading the ads, and you have to be able to write to appeal to them. That's your shtick, isn't it? Now now criticize me. That, no, I, was, I wasn't going to criticize you, Adam. I was just going to give, give a little bit more thinking, a little bit more color to the thinking. But most people who say, well, we don't run ads because we headhunt is – nonsense really because you know at some point they're going to have to share some information with the people they're headhunting and and these days most headhunt contacts start with a message or an email they don't start with a phone call but even if they did start with a phone call and i did this a few weeks back uh, i rang nine people working for a competitor for, for a client i was filling a job for and none of them wanted to talk straight away but i was just getting their permission that i could send them an email so they could read something, digest it, and then we can have another chat. So, being, so any, anyone who says they don't rely on ads is kind of talking out the corner of their mouth because they're relying on written content at some point in the sales process. Okay, well, that's and, and, different, and, and, and like I said in that blog you mentioned, if, if, if somebody says, well, ads don't work, we headhunt, then well, you know, what, are you, what are you sharing? How are you selling the job? You, you, know, you don't read out the job ads to them over the phone. Or the okay, job what you're doing now, what Mitch, post. 
Mitch, what you're doing now? Uh, hold on, you're trying to sell the idea that uh, everything in the ultimately is written down. Written everything is has to be written down and written well. But what I was the point I was making that that surprised me. You're claiming that there's a, a whole world of semi-passive. Well, let's call them said they're not totally passive. They're semi-passive candidates. They're people who are working, but they are the bulk of people actually reading the ad. So when you're writing an ad, you're not writing for people who are desperate uh, job hunters. You're writing for these people, and that's why you have yeah. to do a good job yeah. on your writing, okay? Yeah, desperate candidates will apply for any job they think they can do. But the people that don't are in jobs they don't need to leave are going to have to be persuaded Somehow, even if it's just an extra 10000 a year, but there's got to be something on the ad that makes them think, actually, that job looks well, like Well, hold on a second. No, uh, 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 the money, you said it's rarely money they're looking for, okay? Uh, no, just, that, that, that normally comes in about fifth or sixth when people are surveyed as to what their primary work-related motivators are or their motivators for changing jobs. It normally comes what are they looking for? What are they really well, looking for? People get confused. Let, let me just finish off explaining the money thing. Because a lot of people think, oh, yeah, it's all about money when changing jobs. It's only about money if the candidate perceives themselves to being underpaid for the work that they do. Then, then that's a, 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 that becomes a prime motivator. But for most people, it's other things. Okay. Okay. Now, now I'm going to read some stuff, and we're going to get to the sex company you were working with, okay? Because that's, that's the highlight of the show. Okay, now... Well, just, uh, just, just for complete transparency, I wasn't working directly with that client. A recruiter that I was coaching was working with that client. And I also okay. didn't write the ad. I got a copywriter to write it. I just Oh, them. really? Okay. Well, the thing yeah. is, though, it illustrates, whoever uh, did it, it illustrates what you're talking about, okay? Now, you said that the average job ad is all about what the hiring company wants, and you call that demand language. And demand language, which is a good term, I like it, is only appealing to people who are desperate job hunters. This 60% of uh, readers who, who are, want a better job, not any job, you know, uh, they don't respond to demand language. Now, you're, I'm gonna, uh, this is what I gathered from reading your stuff. Your main trick seems to be a cute opening line. Okay, so I'll let you dispute that, but I'm going to give the opening line. He, he, there was a digital marketing manager job uh, for uh, a porno, pornography company, if I understand correctly, and they couldn't uh, get anybody because people didn't want to go around to their family. What are you doing? I'm a digital marketing manager for the sex industry. So the first line in this ad was, are you comfortable with your sexuality, you, okay, you can take it from there, Mitch. Go ahead. You, you, why was that good? And did it work? Okay. Well, well, yeah, no, it, it absolutely worked. Um, it, we went with that line, although it looks clickbaity in and of itself. Um, as you saw in the rest of the ad, it, it's completely relevant. We, we chose that opening line because we needed to do two things. We needed to put off anyone that wasn't comfortable working in the sex industry as quickly as possible rather than wasting time reading their CVs, having screening conversations, and then having them decide they, they, they didn't want to pursue it. Um, and we chose it also because we knew it would intrigue people and they'd keep reading. And that's the job of the opening sentence is simply to get people to want to keep reading. Okay. I, I have a tip for you, okay? You are so virulent in your writing, you've always been like the uh, just about the nastiest, one of the nastiest uh, recruiting uh, writers. Okay, it's always fuck this and fuck that and whatever. I get you on the show. You sound like a puppy dog. Uh, come on, can't you put any? Don't actually follow my instructions. <laughs> I just uh, remember. Yeah, if you want me to swear, I, I, I'm all over no, that. No, no, no. Well, I don't want to swear. Uh, there was a guy on, okay, who uh, who was also extremely nasty on Facebook. And Jerry and I couldn't believe it once uh, he got on the show. He was so nice. So halfway through the show, we started bugging him to be his, his, the self that we knew, right? So he, he, he thought that meant swearing. Uh, and uh, so he, start, he, he started swearing. Somebody called his employer and said, look how this guy's representing you. So don't, don't follow my advice. No, no. That was a, a I, disaster I, I, for I, me. I, okay? I, I, I'd argue that nasty is, is, is really probably not the right word. I, I think I'm direct. 
You are mean. You are mean. You are nasty. Okay? You are mean and nasty and uh, uh, fractious and captious. Every synonym that goes with those uh, fighting. Uh, you're always ready to fight. That's what it sounds like. I can't believe it. Honestly, every time you open your mouth now, I can't believe it's you. This is Mitch Sullivan? You say this fight, little puppy I say dog. Debate. There's a difference. There's a difference. There's a difference. Um, anyway. Okay. Here's a yeah. here's another line. Okay, uh, I took a from from you. You post some ads for recruiting jobs in your Twitter feed, and so I I, I copied the, the the lines. Okay, do you ever get bored just working one niche to the point where every day seems like Groundhog Day? That was pretty good, I have to tell you. Okay, so you wrote that, or, or somebody somebody wrote it no, for no, you? I I I I haven't written a job ad in seven or eight years, um, but for twelve fourteen, I I wrote a lot. Um, especially mm-hmm. back in the pre-internet days, where, where I learned uh-huh. the craft. Because um, yes, you, you know you're probably old enough to remember display ads were expensive, so you had to make them work as hard as possible. Um, um, but no, I, I, I use copywriters now because it's the best, some of the best money I spend because they do it better than me, faster than me, and I don't think they charge enough. So, so yeah. Okay, so there's two issues I'd like you to discuss now, okay? Uh, but I'm going to yeah. just mention our sponsors again. But I'll, I'll give you the, the question so you can – hey, uh, let me just check. Uh, Graham and, uh, and uh, Michael G. Cox are here. Uh, am I on the right track yeah. with this guy? Am I talking about relevant things? Do you have any complaints so far about the show? Okay, Jerry's not here to stab okay. me in the back. No. Doing very well. No. Yeah, okay. I, I think the only thing that I would say is, is – you, know, you guys were talking about it's not about the money. It never is about the money, or it rarely is, or maybe not as often as as people would suspect. I think the money really doesn't matter because if the job's not right, then it doesn't matter. And if it is the right job for you, then they're probably going to be able to put the right offer in front of them. So it's it's annoying sometimes when the candidate just asks about money. I usually say it doesn't matter because if it's not the right job – no well, you know, Michael G. Cox, Michael G. Cox, let me, let me, let, that's MikeRecruiter.com. His name's Michael G. Cox. I'm just going to address that for a second, okay? Uh, yeah. I think, you know, there's, they, they don't, I, I've seen these guys, people complain on Twitter. They say, I don't like it when I ask a recruiter how much it is, and, you know, they're all, they're, they're, they're shifting this way and that, and they're putting off talking to me directly about the money, okay? So that's one issue. Okay, I think money's always mm-hmm, an issue, mm-hmm. and, and and it seems to me if yeah. you're if you're headhunting good people, uh, you know, you got to give them something worth, it, even if it's an exciting job. I mean, I don't think they want to. Sometimes they'll move for less or, or a lateral move, but I don't think it's good. Well, we can we'll talk about that later. Okay, I want to tell you about PC uh-huh. Recruiter. Oh, I was going to tell Mitch. Sorry, everybody. I, I'm losing my mind. I was going to tell Mitch the questions I wanted to ask him, okay? What's the principle? I, I told you I like that line from Groundhog Day. You know, you're bored working one niche. niche. It's, this is for a sourcing job, by the way. Are you you're bored working just one niche, you know? Uh, what's the principle there? What's the, you know, how do people come up with a, a cute line that draws people in, Mitch? I want you to address that, if you can. Maybe there's, you know, you've never formulated it as, as a general rule. And, uh I can't see. I've been blabbing so much about extraneous things. I I can't remember what the what the. Oh yeah, about co- copywriters. Uh, tell PC us. Uh, I want you to tell. I want you to tell us about them. How much they charge. Why you think they're good. What your experience with them is. How you find them and stuff like that. Okay. Right now, I just want to mention PCRecruiter.net, the Swiss Army knife of recruiting software. Hire tool. H I R E T U A L dot com, the super duper sourcing tool every great recruiter raves about. Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T dot com, the online interview recording technology, and staffingdebt.com, the collection agency for the recruiting business. Mitch, over to you. Do you remember the questions? Because I remember them now. Yeah, I do. So how do you come up with uh, what you describe as cute headlines? Is, is that, was that the question? Yeah, that pretty much is it. Okay. Look, it, 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 it's a relatively advanced feature of the training, so we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. But essentially, um, you decide, 
before you before you try and sell a job, you have to at the briefing stage get reasons why somebody might want to leave a job to come and do that one. Mm-hmm. Valid reasons. So you know, it could be a hundred things. It could be you know, a, a smaller commute. It could be a bigger canvas, bigger challenge. It could be better training, good boss, whatever. Yeah, but you, whatever it is, whatever those things are that you identify, you pick one that you think you're going to lead with, um, and then just find another way of saying it but but so you know this is to some extent reliant on people's own creative abilities um but uh it's just finding a way of expressing it that's more likely to arouse curiosity i call it a pattern disruptor something that most people are not going to be are not going to be used to seeing as the first line of a job ad which then gets them into the ad to to to, to keep reading more do you want me to give you a couple like, of examples? are you comfortable with your sexuality um, that should be the first line in every job ad. Wow. <laughs> let me give you an example. So, so let, 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 let's say that there's a lot of uh, mobility in the company, and the reason the vacancy exists is because the person who was doing it got promoted. You could uh, – uh, 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 the feature is the reason for the vacancy is internal promotion, but a better way of saying that in the, in the first line of the ad is this could not only be your next job but the one after that as well. That's not bad, but here on another another posting you just put: Are you an agency recruiter looking to move in house? That's as bland as a as it could be. I'm wondering well, why was, why. What go ahead? Was it in an ad or was it in a in a social media? It was on post? a tweet, a tweet, and, and you okay. attached the ad to a link to the okay. ad. Now that's very straightforward. Okay, now I I it's well, blunt, but it's not poetic or anything like that. There's no flair. It's very direct no. though. Well, it's direct because anyone who uh, is working agency side that thinks they might want to go and work client side is more likely to click on it. And then once they click okay. on it, I don't, I can't remember what the ad looked like, but you know, I don't put out our ads that don't follow the the right structures. Then it, it would have encouraged them to keep reading. Okay, so, I got this. I got this next line from reading some of your stuff, but you didn't use it as a. I just want to make clear, you didn't use this, or none of your copywriters used this as a come online. But are you one of those people who had a plan until you got punched in the face? I love that. <laughs> I love. I love. Yeah. I know that line, but uh, I, I I love it. I think it would make a, a good opener for for the right uh, job. Would you agree with me? Absolutely, yeah, it is a good line, uh, and it's probably instantly recognizable, but it has to be relevant to a feature of the job that you particularly want to sell. So what that might, what could that be? Um, you know, if you were in a job where the carpet keeps getting pulled from under you or things keep changing, you know, here it won't happen. Yeah? Or, the, or it's a bait, a bait and switch situation where they offer you one thing, but you really, you get another. Well, okay, now, here's a bunch of lines. You can do that at the beginning of each fiscal year, like um, uh, either in, in July or maybe late, late June, maybe in December, you can run that um, when sales executives are about to receive their new comp plans. Yeah, uh-huh. You know, you sound a little livelier today than usual, Michael G. Cox. I mean, you're, you're one of the most laid back people, but you've got a little extra pep today. Congratulations. <laughs> I like that. Okay. Uh, uh, you're welcome. Okay. Okay, uh, Mitch, according to you, but here's the bad stuff. So we've given a few good lines, but Mitch also lists bad stuff. According to you, these lines suck, okay? Be responsible for leading the full portfolio of change across the organization. What's wrong with that? Well, it's lifted from a job spec. It's too formal. It doesn't really say anything. It, 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 okay. it can apply to a hundred different scenarios. It's not specific. It's 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 jargon. Okay. Doesn't B, here's another like one. A human being wrote it. It sounds okay. like it was just cut and pasted from a job spec. And if the rest of the ad yep. looks like that as well, I would argue that the better candidates are not going to even read half okay. of it. See, I haven't got to it, but you, but he's created a whole vocabulary of uh, stuff like that's oh, called sort of. Bulletproofing. Those are uh, posting superfluous items, right? That uh, oh, that don't really you saw the ad mean campaign, anything. The dictionary ad campaign, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Did somebody else? Okay. Did, was someone well, you, else you trying to that, You get that problem. You get that problem when people or companies, let's say, really recruiters and HR internally, just don't don't realize the difference between a job description and a job posting yeah, exactly. or job advertisement. Yeah. 
No, but I never exactly understood that. the job. No, I still, in fact, I still don't understand the difference because you have to tell someone what they're going to do. I don't, I don't know. That's the yeah, problem with this. Animals. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be the legal mumbo jumbo and and okay, the, that's the a different boring. thing. Yeah, yeah, well, I, I agree with also, you. Also, the job, the job description or the job specification has a place. It just doesn't have its place at the front end of the process. That, that, the ad is to encourage people to want to find out more. Once you get the candidate to a point where they go, yeah, this sounds interesting, then you send them the job spec. But you've already engaged with them, and they're then far more likely to read the job spec once they've invested in thinking this might be a good job for me than they would if you stick it in an ad. Yeah. Because when well, someone's casually browsing to see if there might be a better job out there, they're not going to read 800 words of a job spec. Yeah. Okay, the- Hold on, Michael Chigox. One thing. Okay, so you're telling us you have to be seductive at the start. That's what I'm hearing from you, okay? You have to be I'm seductive. Not, that, well, that's your choice of word. I wouldn't have chosen that word. I would say that you've got Why to Why not? You're the one who brought yourself. sex into it. You're the one who brought sex yeah. into this whole thing, okay, with that porno company. Maybe, so, maybe that, uh, that, that doesn't mean that's got to radiate across all job ads, animal. What, what I am saying is that you've got to speak to the self-interest of the candidates that you're trying to reach. Yeah, no, no, l- l- listen to me for a second. Okay, so you don't use the word okay. seduction, although it is the, absolutely the right word. Okay, but the point is, you just said, okay, you don't have to list the specific functions uh, at the front. But after you have that cute opening line, what are you going to say if you're not going straight into the talk about the, the job? I, I don't know what you're going to be talking about. You're going to be telling them aspects of the job that, is going to, that they're going to enjoy, that they're going to get something out of, that they feel is going to progress their career in some way. You talk about the candidate, you don't talk about the company. Yeah, I don't know what that means. So Michael, G. Company, Cox, were you try- were Michael G. Cox, were you trying to talk? Did you, did, were you trying to add something? No, here? no. Okay. So, you know what? I don't have a clue what that means about, oh, talk, cause you say, oh, talk about the candidate. Don't talk about the company. I ha- that candidate knows who they are. I have to talk about the company. I have to say, this is no, what no, no, we no. want you to do no. if, so you can decide if that's what you're going to like. Now, hey, everybody, I'm going to read a bit of this porno ad, okay? Marketing manager up, and it says right at the top, this isn't something we've addressed yet, up to 70,000 pounds in Amsterdam, okay? It starts off, are you comfortable with your sexuality? We're not talking about the what way you swing, although we do sell swings. We're talking about sex because we're comfortable <laughs> with it. But that's easy for us to say because our client is a company name, one of the largest international adult omni-channel retailers, and they've asked us to help them find a talented and progressive marketing manager. It's funny, but when the subject of sex turns up, a lot of people can feel a little uncomfortable. Okay, so that whole thing is sort of unique to this situation. I, I can't imagine what would yeah, go it's there. Divisive. It's divisive. You, you're even even mentioning the the pay. The, the the location and, and and the swing, all of that stuff is divisive to weed out everybody that eventually you're not going to need to speak to. Yeah, anyway. but hold on. What I'm so okay. So for if if it's if it's for uh, an account manager like like you have or uh, like a a bookkeeper like uh, Mitch talks about elsewhere, what's going to go in there? I mean, you can't talk about sex. You know, if it's a, a bottle cap company, okay. What are you going to put in what, there what, that's seductive? What are you talking about? Have you, what are you talking about? It's a job ad for a marketing manager to work for an adult products company. And, yeah. and if you carried on reading, the, 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 the basic pitch here is, you know, are you comfortable with sex as a subject? Um, you're going to need to be because you're going to probably need to change people's perception, like your friends and your family. And if you can't do that, then you're probably not okay. that great yeah. a marketer. Hold, hold, hold on a second, Mitch. Let me, let me explain it to you in English, okay, what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, I'm saying that you, you said, yeah, you have to tell the person, list the job functions, but not at the start of the ad, okay? Now, I'm yeah. saying with this ad, with this company, you had something unique and special to talk about. But normally, yeah. what's going to go in an ad at the beginning if it's not going directly to the job function? That's, do you understand what I'm saying now? Well, yeah, I do. So, so, so whatever, the, 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 whatever the benefit to the candidate is, 
or benefits are, you talk about those in the opening 40, 50 percent of, uh, of the ad. So you'll enjoy working here because you'll get the chance to um, lead a blah, blah, blah. You'll learn how to. You'll develop your skills. You'll receive lots and lots of training. Um, you'll get an annual training. But, yeah, all that kind of stuff that, that tells them what's in it for them. And then once they invest and they think, yeah, this is the kind of thing that sounds interesting, they're far more likely to read the yes to the ad, which is going to tell them what they're going to need to qualify to do the job and a little bit about the company. Yeah, okay, let me cut you off. You know what? I I, I agree with everything everybody criticizes about me. I am dumb, okay? And you talk in generalities. I can't figure out the specifics that is, oh, yeah, yeah, I've talked about this, and oh, what's in it for the guy? Well, yeah, that doesn't mean anything do, to do me. Just like you say. And, and, do you want me to go and find another ad and read it out to you? Yeah, sure, sure. But oh, I, I just want to say, wait, just let me give a shout-out. I see Carla uh, RT, the announcement for the show. So if she's listening, I just want to say uh, hello to my good friend Carla Porter. I've known her uh, on social media for many years. She's a very nice person. I met her in person as well. Okay, so hi Carla. Okay, back to you, Mitch. Mitch, the fighter. Hey, hey, the hey, fighter's hey, coming hey, out. Hey. Yeah, you don't like that? I'll read you another ad. Okay, show me, Mitch. <laughs> Go ahead. Right. Okay. The opening to an ad for a senior business, a senior salesperson selling stationery. Okay. Um, yep. and, and, what, um, and what we're selling here is more money, do what you like, no one's going to manage you. That's what we're pitching, okay? Headline, here's proof that you're not earning what you're worth. Ask yourself this, are you ready to earn what you're really worth, including a high guaranteed base salary that reflects your value to our business and a commission scheme that keeps on paying however sex- successful you become? And would you like to run your own sales program your way without constant interference and, red lo- and endless red tape? If so, we think we might be the right company for you. Now, okay, got another. Anyone who reads that far and, and it, it speaks to things that they want, they're going to keep reading right to the end. Okay. Uh, hey, I think do you it, want to... it speaks to pain. If you, if you start with pain... And it obviously exactly. in that ad, Michael gets it. this guy is tired of being micromanaged. He's tired of doing things somebody else's way. He's going to be yeah. interested in reading more. Yeah, okay. Mike well, gets it. Yeah, Mike. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but hold on. Uh, the thing is, is every company going to have some way to solve your pain? Are they? Do you have another one? Uh. Uh, okay, yeah, hold on. Let me minutes. let me I'll look just... up in my notes. You, I got from you. You said somewhere, you know, you you ridiculed something about double book. Uh, double. Uh, I know what it was. That they were trying to make bookkeeping sound really exciting, and you ridiculed them for it. So now I want to see. Oh, I can't find it. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I, I want to see. You know how, how jobs are that are not so uh, exciting. How you uh, handle the ads for them. Here it is. Hold on. You call it. This is his his term. I, I I'm sorry. We haven't even got to it. He'll come on another time. Uh, it's called saucing. Okay. This is what he calls, and he's got a vocabulary for the different aspects of writing jobs. Saucing. He says injecting lascivious. There he goes again with the sex. Injecting lascivious vocabulary such as desire, exciting, passionate, where they do not belong. For instance. Are you passionate about double-entry bookkeeping? <laughs> I want to see how the introduction to a job about double-entry bookkeeping is going to you know, entice someone or solve their pain. Well, can you give me some examples for, for dull jobs? Well, well I, I, I've never taken a job for a bookkeeper, but um, in fact, I, I, I ran an ad for a payroll officer once, which I guess is in the same territory. But it's a question of finding out what exists about that job or that team or that department or the boss or whatever that everyone agrees could be a benefit to the type of person they're looking to attract. Yeah? Whatever that might be, it might be something as banal as a beautiful staff canteen. Or it could be, you know, it's in a rural location and lovely views out of the office. Whatever it is, that's what you lead with. Okay. Now, hold on a sec. I want, before I forget, I want you to tell us about copywriting, since you think hiring copywriters is a, is a good practical thing to do. But first, the last time Mitch was on, and it was years and years ago, I, I have a classic uh, 
clip from there. We had a big fight. <laughs> and he was good. He was fighting then, right? He was in a, he was mad. Okay. So uh, it's going better this time. But he he got in touch with me. I mean, I was surprised. He said, I want to come on the show. I said, why? He says, I want to promote my business. So if you want to do an ad for yourself right now, go ahead, Mitch. Copywritingforrecruiters.com. That's it. It says everything. <laughs> I think he already has done that the That website ad. is all about. Thank you. Okay, so copywritingforrecruiters.com. I'll give Mitch a tip, okay, because I'm a social media giant. Uh when you write that in your in your at the end of your emails or in your articles, I would put capitals for the first uh, letter of the word. So the C, the F, and the R they would be capitalized, so it's easy to read. If you've got a, three words and it's all lowercase letters, it's hard. Now again, maybe it's me. Maybe there's something wrong with my brain. I, I'm not uh, going to deny that. But this is what I believe is, is true of everybody else as well. Okay. Uh, uh, can you start talking about, uh, about copywriters? How do you find them? Uh, how do you judge who's you know, good? Does it, is it trial and error? How much should you be paying? I know you're in, in the U.K., so you can tell us the rates over there. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Right. Well, I've, I've just developed um, a little portfolio of, of, of copywriters. Most of them are recruitment-specific copywriters. Um, and uh, I've got, I don't know, eight or nine that I regularly use, um, and different recruitment copywriters tend to be better at different types of assignments. So a lot depends on what's the job, what's the sector, how brave are the company prepared to be in terms of the tone of voice, the language, how, how, they, how they sell the job, and then I pick the one that I think is going to be the most appropriate. I give them very good briefs, which makes their job a lot, lot easier. I, I put it all in writing as well, so they can sort of... Um, chew on it and, and, and not just have to make notes. Um, they then send me a first draft, I edit it, um, and then I tweak it because if, if, you know, I'm not a bad writer myself, so I, I, I may play with it, and then I pay them, and off we go. In terms of cost, typically for one job ad, you're in U.S. dollars, you're probably looking at around 200 bucks, 220 bucks an ad. Mm-hmm. And how long does it take to get it done? Well, based on when I used to do it, um, you, you, you take the brief, you do the research, you do some thinking, you write some ideas down, you leave it, you come back to it the next day, you have another go, then you start writing, and then you sit on it and go back to it again later, and then polish it off, and if you think it's good, you send it to the client. So What's that, three days? Three hours. What's that, three days? Three hours. Well, in time, two to three hours. Okay, yeah, in time, that's, you know, for the, they're ca- calculating that when they bill it, but if, if they're taking all these walks and thinking, what, what, what does it take from start to finish? Over the course of three days, is that what we're talking about, or a day or well, two days? Well, it depends how busy the copyright is and how urgent it is for me, but I normally give them a week. Oh, you give them, okay, good, fine. See, i got to, everybody, I have to pull the you know, answers out of these uh, guests sometimes. Now, uh, if somebody Earlier, is, you were is, telling me I was talking too much. Come on. Okay. Yeah, you did talk, but you just like you said, it was uh, you didn't say anything. Okay. Now he, he, here's the here's the thing. So if somebody uh, uh, needs a copywriter, they can get in touch with you at uh, copywriting I'll for recruiters. Okay. Oh, you won't send a referral. No, why don't you send a referral and charge? Why don't you charge they... a referral fee? Why don't you charge these copywriters a referral fee if you're promoting them? Well, because I, I, I don't see the point. It wouldn't be that much, and I'm, I'm a big fan of recruiters trying to make their content better. So anything oh, that okay. helps them do that or okay. pushes well, them you're in that you're direction a great guy. is a good thing. Okay, so, if so could, could, could some of your people actually do work for people in North America or, uh, or other European yep. countries as well? Yeah? Okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah. you can I, get I in touch I, with – I have an ad. Sorry, go on. Well, you can get in touch with Mitch and hope that, you know, they don't put words like petrol or – or spell things with their own funny way over from, from England. Or let's say you're looking for uh, a recruiter wherever you live, okay? It might be Latvia, might be Bulgaria, okay? How do you find a, I mean, not a recruiter, a copywriter. How do you find a copywriter? You go to Upwork or some some website or for those freelance websites, whatever, Fiverr? Well, first of all, there must be a ton of decent copywriters in the U.S., so I'm sure you, you would be able to find. How do you find, find them? 
Well, you just go on LinkedIn and type in copywriter, and then they'll okay, locate there you into go. LinkedIn. Okay, there you go. Okay, and then you, and they should post samples then, right? Is that the thing? Yeah, mo- most copywriters will give an overt demonstration of their ability to write, if only in their LinkedIn profile or on their website. And if you don't like what they write, you move on and find someone else. Oh, okay. okay. Some specialize in certain areas. Some people are better technical writers. Other people are better in, in software areas. So it just depends. You know? Okay. Okay. Now, uh, I've got areas that I want to go to, but uh, is there anything that I haven't raised yet that uh, you you feel that you uh, would no. like to talk about? No, not at all. I'm, I'm completely in your hands. Okay. So you uh, – I'm, I'm curious. i got a question for him. Go ahead. Sure. My, my, this is my – okay. Uh, that's so, the super-duper – wait a second. <laughs> MikeRecruiter.com, the super-duper sales recruiter. Okay. There you I, go. I, I'm an ex-sales recruiter myself. Oh, yeah, I feel your pain. Um, so uh, I'm curious because I, I, I ran into this a lot when I was at a, a very large organization with legal trying to get involved in writing all of this. Right. And it got to the point where I just didn't run things by them and chose to apologize And after I had already filled the job. Um, okay. Do you do work with larger organizations? And if so, how have you navigated that stuff? Okay. That's a great question. That's a great question. The answer, um, first answer is I don't anymore, but I used to, and I have been in that exact same situation where a hiring manager or a head of a department has, because when you run an ad with the client's name on it, you've got to run it by them first. But, you know, if I'm running a creative ad selling a client's job and it doesn't mention who they are, then they have no, they have no rights over its content, I decide. Um, but if it's got their name on it, They've got to approve it. And, yes, they've interfered. Some people have interfered and changed the entire ad so it only talks about them. Um, and, uh, you know, I, you have to stand up and say, this is not going to happen. Here's why. This will only work if you are confident there are lots of available candidates out there desperately looking for this kind of job. Or because you're a big company, you think there are lots and lots of people out there that have already decided they want to work for you. Yeah, you've got a name for that. Don't you call it, you, you, you got to hold on. He's got a name for that. Institutional arrogance, right? Right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And look, some, yeah. Co- some big companies can get away with it. The obvious ones, you know, Apple, Google, whatever. Um, but some, that, that kind of trickles down to a lot of very average companies who think not everyone is, knows who they are. Not as much anymore with all the, all the bad press that they're getting. Well, you know, yeah. Facebook well, and go people like that are – have to give them time. Yeah. Okay. Carla is enjoying the show. Mitch, Mitch, Carla is enjoying the show. Just so you know, she gave us a little feedback. Okay. So, Mike, Michael G. Cox, sorry, were you finishing up there? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Just from from a. Yes, it does perfectly. Uh, I'm curious from your current role when you're when you're kind of training recruiters on copywriting. Do you have any recruiters that are currently on the corporate side? at large companies that deal with that kind of junk. Sorry, say that any, any recruiters that work for large Are, are any, companies any people that? in your class working for corporations, or are they yes. all boutique recruiters? No, there's a, it's about a 60-40 split between agency and in-house, and I would say the majority of the in-house recruiters that have done the training, I would say majority probably 60%. Have worked for non-branded, well-known corporates. Um, majority, maybe a little bit higher. Um, yeah. Okay. Here's but here's something. Here's a have, question. Wait, wait, wait. Here's a question that you've raised yourself, uh, Mitch Sullivan. Okay, uh, that relates to what uh, Michael G. Cox has just been talking about. You've got an article called "Is There a Place for Swearing?" in recruitment advertising. Now, he's talking about legal issues, but and there's also branding issues, right? Now, you just said yeah. that your clients don't seem to work for you know big branded companies, so maybe it's a little different. But you want to tell us a little bit about uh, swearing in advertising? Blimey, you have done your research, haven't you? Um, yeah, look, most of the time I would advise against swearing in an ad, but, you know, especially if it's gratuitous. However, if it's reflective of the tone of voice of that particular client, I don't see a problem with it because in some ways you're, you're prepping the reader for what it might be like to work at that company. 
Do you Bob have an example? Because I've somebody else. I, I once saw a fantastic ad for a chef years ago that was peppered with the F word. But you know, c- commercial kitchens have a reputation for being sweary environments, so it fitted. It worked. It didn't shock anyone. Okay. And, yeah. And, and it uh, did work. It got hundreds and hundreds of. Of, of yeah, I saw a video once, uh, and it was for some kind of uh, software developer. I guess it was young young guys, and they, they were talking about terms like yeah. you're gonna piss oh, your pants. You want to make as well. yeah. yeah, you want to make this person piss your piss her pants, and and you want to yeah. shove this right up somebody else's ass and stuff like that. It was it was, it was uh, yeah, sometimes it wasn't good. Gratuitous, that one when I saw it. That was about what four or five years ago. Yeah, maybe longer. Okay. Uh, and then just so everybody, I got that, you know, I got that from a, a straight ahead, very nice HR person that we all know. Okay. She had the, the interest, uh, 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 a series about interesting ads. I didn't dig it up myself just exactly. to be perverse. Okay. <laughs> I just want everyone to know. Okay. I got it from a respectable person, not someone like me. I got to do an ad. Speaking of ads, PCRecruiter.net. Man, they are customizable. They're good for every kind of recruiting, contact recruiting, uh, direct recruiting, executive search, and you can customize the software to suit your own workflow. They don't impose their stuff on you, and they love you if you're a, a kitchen table recruiter in your mom's basement or if you're in a big company on the top floor, way up there with a team of 20 recruiters and sourcers doesn't matter. If you're a recruiter, they love you. PCRecruiter.net. Hire tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L.com. You go on Facebook to any recruiter's group. If there's a discussion of sourcing software, there's lots of people raving about HireTool.com. Hone it, H-O-N-E-I-T.com. It, you, go, uh, you and your candidate go to the website, you both plug in there. It does everything. It, it records the video, records the audio, turns everything into a searchable transcript, and it creates those little clips for the most important questions. Okay? Hone it. H-O-N-E-I-T dot com. And our new sponsor, StaffingDebt.com, the collection agency for the recruiting business with their backdoor hires detector as well. Okay, uh, let's go to some of your vocabulary. Jobsplaining. <laughs> I like that. I like that, Mitch, jobsplaining. I complimented you so much during this show. I can't believe it. Jobsplaining, what's that? Uh, I haven't got the ad in front of me, but it's, yeah. It's, I'll yeah, tell you what it is. Okay, if you don't want, I'll tell you. It's telling the candidate. Well, let, me, let, me, let me start. Let me start. Okay. It's what you, you keep referring back to a, an ad campaign that I did for the, for the course, uh, and the theme of the ad was to pick bad habits that recruiters have when running job ads and then to set them up as dictionary definitions with made-up words, words that we made up. So jobsplaining is, is the act of running an ad for an accountant um, whereby you spend 400 words telling an accountant what an accountant does all day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, big list of tasks and responsibilities, and then you'll have this, you'll have that. None of it needs to be said if you're looking for an accountant earning $100,000 a year. that They self-select. You don't need to tell them unless there's something particularly <laughs> different about how accountancy is done at that particular place. Okay, now you're getting, you know, we don't need padding. We're running out of time, and we're still talking, so Sorry. don't worry about padding the show, okay? But still, uh, uh, Mitch, you still need a checklist of responsibilities, okay? Even if you, you, you not, don't have not to. In, not you, in the ad. No, not in the ad. If someone is interested, they'll, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll respond. And let, look, let, there's one thing I do want to get in, actually, before we finish, because it's important, yeah? We've been talking about all the stuff at the front end of the ad. Let, let's talk about the back end of the ad, which is commonly in advertising called the call to action. One of the biggest mistakes recruiters make is they run an ad. It's for a particularly tricky to fill job, so, so it's, it's a tight candidate market. And they, uh, at the end of the ad, they send, please send your resume to or your CV to. And the problem with that ending is that somebody who's in a job they don't need to leave but looked at the ad and was quite interested won't have an up-to-date resume, so you run a big risk of losing them. So I had somebody email me just a few months back who said he made a £13,000 placement 
simply because he put at the end of the ad, if you don't have a CV, doesn't matter, just drop me an email here or give me a call. And somebody responded who said, I wouldn't have responded if it hadn't been for that. Okay. It's critical. You've got to get at the end. You've got to make it as easy as possible for qualified people to at least reach out to find out more. Because that's when the real recruiting starts. Okay. And well, then uh, since hey, the animal, you talk about selling and in, in, in recruiting, I think the, the selling, you can't, I, I don't think you can sell a job that's huge, that's monumental, but I can sell this person on that next little baby step, the lowest exactly possible that. level of commitment. It, yeah. A job ad is a lead generator. That, that's its primary job is to generate leads. Whether that ad appears in a, on a job board or as a, uh, as a status update on LinkedIn, or in an email. It, it's got to arouse curiosity for someone to think, yeah, I want to find out more. This sounds interesting. That's it. Once it's done that, it, the, the ad has done its job. Then you need to talk, converse, discuss, meet, share the job spec, blah, blah, blah. Okay, final question. Final question. Now, in, yeah. that, in that sample uh, of the marketing manager, for the, you actually listed the uh, – the up to a certain amount of money, seventy thousand pounds. So, do you endorse right. putting putting the salary uh, in in the uh, job ads all the time? Yeah, I, that that's a cultural thing. When I lived and worked in Switzerland, nobody ever put salaries on job ads at all. But over there, salaries were very negotiable. In the UK, they're a bit more fixed, and the culture here is if people don't know what the the, the salary is, at least approximately then they're probably not going to apply. Oh, really? So okay. Well, what if you put up... losing a big chunk. What if you put up to 70, but then, you know, most people aren't going to get an offer of 70. Aren't they going to resent it when they know the top end? Well, it depends who they are and what, and what they're on. If somebody's currently on 50 and we think they're good enough to do the job and they've got potential to grow into the job, then logically they'll probably get 60, which will be, which, which will be agreeable to everybody. Probably. Okay, but it, you know, uh, uh, most recruiters think that, that most candidates uh, are uh, have inflated images of themselves, and they think they're worth more <laughs> than they really are. So if you tell them 70, I'm good for 70. What are you offering me 60 for? You're going to have a fight on your hands, right? And they might get insulted and turn it down uh, if, well, that, if they didn't that's know. That's the recruiter's yeah. job to manage. Okay, well, you have but to come back and tell us. Point. You have to come back and tell us how to do that uh, next time. So this is Mitch Sullivan, Mitch Sullivan on on Twitter, uh, MikeRecruiter.com. Uh, Graham Caulfield, the great Graham Caulfield, was here as well. He, I think he spoke actually. He didn't say much, but he's a resume writer, expert resume man on Twitter. Uh, and Mitch, I, I loved having you. It was great. You have to come back sometime. Okay. Thank, thank you. Hey, thank you. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.